This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Yes, we're live indeed, yes. Here we are. Let me just change this up and move this around. That looks better, I guess. We got an in-studio guest here to talk about a big event uh, this weekend. Her name is. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm, I'm gonna take a good guess at this name here. Is that Kale? Kaylee. 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 Okay, Kaylee. Kaylee, it is. Kaylee Christner. Yes. There you go. Kaylee Christner, uh, events manager, of course, from Thousand Islands uh, Winery, with us today for uh, the big annual event going on this weekend. Uh, at the uh, at the winery right off the bridge there, and of course we all know Steve, and uh, and I know the background uh, very well uh, for working there in the summer of uh, two, three years ago, and uh, so anyway that it's it's needless to say he Steve's been doing this right out of fresh out of uh, the military, I believe about twenty years ago now. Yeah, and step up to the microphone. Yeah, there you go, and yeah. uh, of course he created the the first sweet wine, one of the most successful. That's still the most one of the most successful wines he still has, right? Yeah, our North Country Red. North Country Red. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since then, uh, and again, it's been a while since I've looked at the, uh, I guess you could say the 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 rep, you know, the, the 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 whole ensemble of wines. But he's got at least maybe eight, ten, twelve flavors now. Uh, I think there's even more than that. I think it's around twenty. Twenty. Or, wow. Plus our three wine slushies and the wine slushies, which mm-hmm. is famous because. He sells that at uh, ballparks like uh, at PNC Stadium down there in Syracuse. And I yep. believe he was in Mercedes-Benz uh, Stadium, the Dome, in New Orleans, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure about New Orleans, but I know that we are in a few in Syracuse and a bunch of different places yeah. around New York and Florida Probably. as well. And and he's distributing, of course, through R&DC up and down the coast. And I'm sure that's been added, too. So Absolutely. I was familiar with that. But this weekend, uh, uh, it's Kaylee Christner. Kaylee, yeah. where are you from originally? I'm actually originally from Alberta, Canada. Oh, you're Canadian. Wow. Yeah. What brings you to this, this neck of the woods? I got married to an American, so now I'm here. What, what, through the military or? Uh, yeah, we met through actually video games, believe wow. it or not. So well, now I'm he, here. He's from here? Uh, he's actually originally from Ohio. He's military. Okay, well, there you go. All right. That, yeah. that, there's always some connection there. Yeah. Uh, so, and the, the the winery actually is literally right right off the, the Thousand Islands Bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, a fascinating story behind all that. But, the, but what is the event called this weekend? So we have our Great Blossom Festival. It's our first festival of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so it's this Saturday, May 27th from 2 to 6 p.m. 2 to 6 p.m. right there at the barn. Uh, 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 the wine, yeah. I call yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's right on, on the winery grounds there. Uh, entertainment and all that stuff? Yeah, we have Rhythm Method coming back again, and mm-hmm. then we're also going to have Madness Entertainment in our DJ tent as Did, well. You said 2 to 6 this Saturday. Yeah, 2 to 6 this Saturday. Okay. So, obviously, the big, big event for, for it, you know, uh, the, the river and all the other places around here, Sackets Harbor, Clayton, for that matter, it is the unofficial beginning to the summer of 2023. It is. It is. And our, it's our first um, festival in our festival series so we'll have Great Blossom and then we have Pirate Palooza then Blues at the Winery Oktoberfest and then Chris Kringle at, to end it off that in December. So I think you counted off five and this is the first of the almost like the majors for for the PGA Golf except you added one so you have five events throughout the year this being the first one. This is our first one. So it looks like you have someone coming on board for the family is that is that true? Yes. Yep. Is this your first? My first yes. That's awesome and when are you expecting? July 8th. July 8th. Yeah. So you'll do it before the next event then. <laughs> yes. Yep. 
Well, that's awesome. Congratulations on Thank all you. that. So what else is new up at the, uh, at the winery these days? So we have a couple. So the Grape Blossom is also serving as our Raspberry Riptides release party. So we'll have lots of Raspberry Riptide slushies at the event. And then June 4th, we have a paint and sip um, at the winery. And then we also have Jenny Marie coming back, which is our um, psychic medium who's been has come quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And she'll be back on June 16th. Nice. And tickets are on sale for that now. Now the COVID is officially over. Um, you know, you got the deck. I know I was there when uh, Steve was building the outdoor patios on both sides of the center there, the, the barn itself. Um, yep. are, are weddings picking up? Weddings are, yep. We're getting a lot more weddings. Um, different types of wedding people are getting smaller weddings now after COVID. It's really? Kind of Why changed. is that? Why do you think it's that? just kind of changed the, the hmm. game for some people. So is, so is the uh, event center that you have there at the barn, is that too big for a small wedding? That's a nice no. size there. No, it's no, good. No, absolutely. I've had weddings. We have wedding. Our barn fits anywhere between zero to 100 people. So mm-hmm. we have weddings in there that are 25 people. Mm-hmm. We have weddings in there that are 100. And then outside we have our event tent, which holds up to 250 people. Well, uh, again, I, you know, uh, Steve is, is a great operator and whatnot. He's been doing it for a long time. I, I, just, I still think, and I told Steve when I worked there, that uh, he should advertise more. He really, he really should. Uh, and <clears throat> here's why. Um, I just think he needs a spokesperson. Maybe it's you, Kaylee. Maybe, maybe. maybe you should be the spokesperson. But again, um, typically a, a celebrity. I was just talking to someone just moments ago before the show started today who's starting off their, uh, a vodka brand and a beer brand. Now, again, you know how this works. Uh, Steve is the guy that literally makes the wine. A lot of people subscribe to a pre-made vodka and, and they label it. They might yeah. change things and say, hey, this is our invention, whichever. But it's tough to distill good, you know, uh, whatever. It's like, you, like you know, like a good wine. you got to be good at it or, for that matter, some type of spirit. <clears throat> but, you know, they said, we, we want to start marketing this client. I said, well, why don't you get someone like Jim Beheim, who used to do uh, a, a lot of advertisements up here for Trek Sub and so forth. That's just an example. I still think you guys need a spot. I don't know if it's Orson Welles. You don't know who Orson Welles is. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he used to do uh, you know wine commercials back in the day. That's how big Thousand Islands Winery is. It needs a, an international star. What say you about that, Kayla? Can we work on that right now? Yeah, I mean, I'll be a spokesperson, no problem. <laughs> well, that would be great. You could be the spokesperson. We, you know what? We can get Dylan Mulvaney. How's that sound? No, that's a bad mm-hmm. idea. We're not going to get Dylan Mulvaney. But you know what I'm saying, because here's the thing. Every time I walk into a, a liquor store, <clears throat> around here especially, the biggest display, and there's big ones. you got Boone Farms, which is a New York product. you got California wines. you got you got French wines. But the one of the biggest displays, I don't care where you go. You can go right here on Arsenal Street. There's three liquor stores, and the wine section for Thousand Islands is the most prominent. Why is that, in your opinion? We're one of the originals. We're well-known. We're well-loved in the area, and um, we're expanding into Florida now as well, Yes, um, which has been awesome, and Steve's working really hard on that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we're, we're just loved in the area. And-, and here's the thing. On top of all of that, Kaylee, is that uh, people are familiar with the Thousand Islands, and they see Thousand Islands wine, whether or not they've been through the area, not millions of people have been through here, but they recognize it. So in other words, down in South Carolina, for instance, when I was calling on down there, a lot of people uh, you know, had no clue about it, but within a short period of time, they, they got accustomed to knowing that Thousand Islands is a beautiful, beautiful spot, and it really stood out with them, that's for sure. So, to, And of course, we know a lot of people that have vacated northern New York, or New York State for that matter, and are familiar with the 
wine because it was so well distributed around this state. Yeah. And now it's now they're familiar with it in Florida, too. Yeah. Because one out of two people that leave northern New York in the last 30 years either go to South Carolina or to Florida. Or Florida. You know how that is. Well, you might not know how that is because your guy, one of your guys just died, Gordon Lightfoot. Did you know, you know yes. Gordon Lightfoot? You have so many famous Canadians up up there that, uh, that that have contributed great things. Gordon Lightfoot is one of them. Michael J. Fox is another Michael one. Michael J. Fox. Uh, Alan Thicke. <laughs> yep. Ryan Reynolds. Did, Ryan Reynolds, who's from Cornwall. Did yes. you know? Yeah, which is right across from uh, Messina. And I think he's buying the Ottawa Senators, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, and he also lives in Vancouver. Does he really? Yeah. That's very nice. And I also f- I read recently that people from Vancouver are more apt to go to a Seattle-Toronto game. And you know why. Because it's the only baseball team that represents the great uh, country of Canada. Yes. So you're down here. Are you are you happy or you're out of a, a socialist-ruled country? Uh, by uh, I'm sorry for throwing that at you, Kaylee. Uh, but you do know that Justin Trudeau is, for the most part, as close as you can get to a dictator. You understand that. Sure. I say that because of all that the, those poor truckers that try to make a big stand two winters ago. Uh, and uh, they call them the freedom fighters, I believe they were, down in Ottawa. And it's just, it's a shame what's going on there. Hopefully they can, they can get that bum out of there. Just my opinion, but uh, Canada is, is a beautiful place. It's the land of the free. Uh, not, not, and, and in fact, I just spoke to someone from a band not too long ago, and he was saying that they make it difficult for, to for have street events with live bands in, in, in the area. And I thought that was kind of concerning. And it seems like they're trying to pull away from, from the culture. Yeah. Uh, of of the country, do you, have you noticed? Did you notice that when you go back to your home country? I never noticed that personally, mm-hmm. um, but I wasn't in that industry while I was there. So. But Vancouver is considered uh, a very liberal town or part of the country, is it not? Yes. It, but it's a beautiful place. It's gorgeous. It's where I was born. It, that's where you were born, mm-hmm. and uh, also it's beautiful in terms of mountains. And that's uh, didn't they have the Olympics there? Or was that? Yep. No, they had it in Cal- Well, they could have had the Olympics there, I'm sure. Where are you near? What, what's the big uh, ski ski resort? So that was Whistler that they had it. I'm originally from Calgary, but I was born in Vancouver. And, okay, so they did have the Winter Olympics. Right, so they had them twice. Yep. Boy, for, you know, not bad because Canada has had the Olympics three times. Yeah. They had them in Montreal in 1976, Calgary in 88, mm-hmm. and whatever. Whistler. Whistler. What year was that? About I want to say 2010. 2010. You're probably right. Yeah. Interesting. Fascinating stuff. All right. So is it free of charge to get into this uh, Blossom event? It is free of charge. So you don't, you're you not going to be pulling up and be charged for gasoline, check that, for parking, for you know just showing up, blah, blah, blah. You yeah. get in there. You park in that spacious parking lot outside the barn at Thousand Islands Winery, and you get inside for absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And so you can go and, and enjoy this. Uh, are they going to have... Uh, uh, a wine taste, uh, t- tasting as well? Yeah, so we're going to have wine tastings and tours. Um, we're also going to have all of our slushies available, beer, wine, obviously. Right. And then we have uh, local vendors as well selling. Are you selling, again, I, I, I used to talk to Steve about this. Uh, so here's the thing. Uh, the wine slushies usually come in big packages. Is that correct? Or they come in bottles. I know that. Either the, the 750 or the 1500 or both. I can't remember now. But... They also, when they when they do events, they or when you have like the wine slushy machines, which you also have there, mm-hmm. they come in big packages, right, or big like uh, plastic, you know, container, like an expandable, almost look like a hefty bag. Yeah, we have like a, a I believe it's a three liter pouch, and then right, we have one point right. five liter bottles. And what? Oh, it's the okay. Gotcha. Yeah. To me, this is me. When I see like packages of like uh, uh, soup, you know, that come together, and you, you know, or like a six pack of beer. Yep. Since 
wine, since slushy comes, in, it's it's a liquid. It's a wine. It's got mm-hmm. a lot of sugar in it. And, and and Steve came up with a great combination with his chemist there, the same guy from Australia. Is he still there? James. James. James yep. is still there. Yep. He's a genius. Yes. Uh, so, but it, it, everyone says, oh, you just put wine in a freezer. It's, well, it's not that easy. It's very, yeah. very difficult. So he's mastered the whole wine slushy thing. To me, please tell Steve this. He needs to make it in like a four pack with you know really nice gla- plastic glasses that are packaged together. You pick up in room temperature, and you, you advise people obviously to put it in the freezer when they want it. They can yep. shake it up like a bottle of orange juice. I know they need the store. You need to stir it up. You don't need to stir it up, and that way people would buy it that way. Do you see that, uh, Kaylee at all? As a possibility, yeah, if you like do, to go. yes, because then you can go in front of Mister Wonderful, a Canadian, if I'm not mistaken, from the Shark Tank. Is he not? Is he Canadian? I believe so. I believe he is. Yeah. Although he might be from Massachusetts. Whatever. I think he's from Ottawa area, if I'm not mistaken. His name <laughs> escapes me, but nonetheless, they call him Mister Wonderful, and he loves wine. And nobody on that show, and I've seen basically every every episode, has ever approached him with doing a a, a six pack or a four pack of wine slushies that you could sell in room temperature. That way, you don't have to get refrigerators. You don't put it in a special section. You just tell the, the consumer to go home and put it in the freezer and wait a day or so for it to be. So they, what do you think? I think it sounds good. So I like at, the big the pouches as well. You can take home and freeze and keep it. Yeah, no, it, 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 that's for big parties and whatnot. You can't bring that to the ballpark. I'm sorry. You got to take <laughs> this out there. And then you can keep the cup and, and keep it. And it says, of course, Thousand Islands Winery on it. So there's a lot of things going on here. And I know you got to protect the product that's already there. But I'm just saying that would put Thousand Islands Winery over the top. I'm just throwing it out there, Kaylee. All right, so this is big. Four, five big events starts this Saturday from 2 to 6. Uh, entertainment, did you say the entertainment again? You probably did. Yeah, we've got Rhythm Method, and then we have Madness Entertainment, who's going to be in our DJ tent. So can people go inside the barn? Do you have the patio set up now, I'm, I'm assuming? Yep, yeah, the tasting room will be open. Our loft will be open as well, and then we'll have the event tent and our courtyard all open. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic, Kaylee. Well, thank you for being with us today. Yeah, thank you for on, having me. On the Live at Five show. And, uh, and, and, uh, and what's the weather look like? Does anyone know? Any clue about the weather? It's supposed to be gorgeous. It's supposed to be in the 70s and sunshiny, so it'll be a perfect day. And, and uh, so you, you understand how long you've been living here now? I've been here since December. Oh, oh so you've never seen the, a summer up here? No. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm assuming the summer's in... in uh, in Vancouver, real nice. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, this time of year up in Vancouver, you, your sun doesn't go down until like 10 o'clock at night or something? 11? Yeah, usually everywhere in Canada. It's, it's around 10 o'clock, yeah, really? depending on how far, far north you are. Really? Off to the west, I'm assuming? I mean, we, I mean we're pretty normal in terms of, you know, we, we our sun stays up around this time of year or through June or July mm-hmm. until like 9, 9.30. But in yeah. Vancouver, I hear it stays like way late. Yeah, like I'm I'm from Calgary. I was born in Vancouver, raised in Calgary. And in Calgary, it'll stay in the middle of summer. It'll stay light until 10, 10 30, 11. Wow. Um, and the farther north you go, the later it stays. And then the reverse happens throughout winter. You have yep. really, really short days. Yeah. Is that maddening or what? Yeah, you get pretty used to it. Do you, and and, and what, what do they do also during the summer months? They put special covers over or like shutters over the over the windows so you can get a, so you could sleep. So it's not always sunny. Do you have you know what I'm talking? About? Yeah, I know yeah. they do that in Alaska. 
Yep. My nephew was uh, was stationed up there in the army, and they, that, I thought that was interesting. Well, Kaylee, uh, name the official event. Uh, name, what's the name of it? It's our Great Blossom Festival. So, uh, Kaylee uh, Christner, the events manager at Thousand Islands Winery, and it's the final exit before you obviously go over the Thousand Islands Bridge, and it's uh, two to six, the Great Blossom Festival. Kaylee, I shake everyone's hand. Congratulations Thank on you. your first child. Thank May you. it be a masculine child. <laughs> you don't know what movie I'm talking about. Do you? Have, you, have you ever seen The Godfather before? Many years ago. Many, <laughs> Many years ago. That's hilarious. I love it. What year were you born, Kaylee? 1989. 1989. Didn't uh, Taylor Swift write a song about 1989? I think so. I think so. Yeah. It was, a, it was a good year, by the way, for the record. All right, listen. I got to do a break, and uh, we'll be back right after this, and we'll have Joe Stanley in about five minutes. Roof looking older than you are. Front to the hotline and live at five shows. Ah, welcome back, and thanks to Kaylee. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm just getting a couple of texts here. Sorry. Busy day. Joe's calling in a little bit. Anybody have a question for Joe? Uh, someone. I don't have my glasses today. God, I'm a crazy wreck. And someone wants to talk about memes. You ever, you ever get, like, a text from, from a phone number you don't know who it is? Because you don't have a name associated? It's a 783 number. Well, whatever. Okay, so anyway. All right, so uh, 755-1240. Well, no, don't call me now. What the heck's the matter with me? Dip, 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 dip. Uh, I don't know what to talk to Joe about. I really don't know. Someone texted me with an idea to talk to Joe about. I know I was going to uh, touch on, you know, this, uh, you know, owning a bar. I don't want to talk about that. Oh, someone just texted me. Hopefully this is a good idea. Dip, 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 dip. Question about owning a bar. <laughs> and AI, Okay. You know, artificial uh, intelligent voice scams. You know, the artificial intelligence thing. Thank you, my friend, whoever 783221 is. So, or 315-221. I have no idea who that is, and that's awful. But nonetheless, um, artificial intelligence. Yeah. Here's what I worry about. First of all, every, you know, you got Elon Musk and a lot of other people saying we should, we should, have, we should sit, sit back and wait six months. You know, like George Bailey would say, wait, wait for what? Because if you wait, the Chinese are not going to wait. They've stolen all of our intellectual properties for the last God knows how many years. And they're ready to roll. So I was thinking yesterday, you got, I see one image after another. And there's, also, there's a game that uh, some, you know, some people play in urban America where they allege that someone yelled out a profanity about, you know, about uh, uh, people living in urban America. And they said, so-and-so just called me blank. And they're like, oh, really? So, and it doesn't happen often, thank God, but it happens enough. And if you're out there just minding your own business, that's not the place you want to be if and when that something like that, like that happens. So that's, that's what they call a fake scam to, get you, to lure you into violent trouble. I wonder if artificial intelligence, as advanced as it's gotten, can actually recreate a man being you know, killed or beaten up by, say, policemen, or by, say, people wearing hoods, or, you know, just someone being, you know, uh, held down in a subway. And it's like, look, it's happening again. It's another George Floyd. That's what I worry about. Because if someone can incite something by recreating it, like I said, the, you know, like the, the creating a game, like so-and-so said something, well, now if you have visual proof through artificial intelligence... I mean, if I can, you know, just come up with that idea, artificial intelligence can make it happen. 
So when Elon Musk says we should hold back on this, which one, it's not going to happen. Google has already admitted they're going to go full force with this. The same thing with the other uh, for- forces of evil out there. They're going to make a boatload of money on it. Mark Zuckerberg's lost a couple of billion already, and his market share, his market value has gone down as a result of Meta. But nonetheless, he's going to catch up to it. And artificial intelligence is, is the future, unfortunately. And there are those who are nefarious enough to use it to their advantage, including, of course, Russia and China and all the other axis of evil nations. We know who they are. And I believe this is, yes, this is Attorney Joe Stanley. Hi, Joe, we were just talking about you. Were your ears ringing? Uh, no, no. Hopefully it's something good. Yeah, it's all, well, I mean, because uh, I, from time to time I get phone calls from people asking this, that, and the other thing. Someone has a question about artificial intelligence. Then I would like to ask you about the, the dangers of owning a bar when it comes to liability when it owns or when you own a bar or any place, Joe, uh, for that matter, Joe, where they serve alcohol. So first of all, artificial intelligence, according to Elon Musk and others, should be honed back. Uh, they say it's, it's too uh, advanced. It could, it could be put in the wrong hands and it could really misguide society. Do you, do you agree with that, Joe? Well, I, you know, hopefully he knows a little bit more about how much he can do than I do, but certainly there is a potential that, you know, the world could be flooded with fake everything and that people can't tell the difference between reality and the truth. The world is in a bad place. So if they become good at hacking things and disrupting things, which... You know, people with criminal minds are want to do, then mm-hmm. that is also bad. Right, right. Because as you know, people have abused phone, you know, the, the phone, you know, Alexander Graham Bell in his invention, and they do it all the time. In fact, I had a guy on here yesterday from a bank talking about fraud, talking about how older people can be manipulated into reaching into their, you know, their bank account and saying, hey, your grandson just got beat up here, and we're going to put him in the hospital, we're going to send him to jail if you bail him out now. So people have manipulated the system, a simple phone call to someone who's vulnerable. So that's technology that was created over 130 years ago or so. Now we have you know, artificial intelligence where you know nefarious people are going to use this to their advantage. And I, here's well, my, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I, yeah, I mean, the nefarious part's only the small part of the problem is that what happens when 50 or 60% of the jobs in the world can be performed by right. machines better than people? Right. What are those people going to do? Right. And where, where's the economy? What, you know, are we going to be like the Romans, have them come to the Colosseum and watch the gladiators and give them some money? I mean, I, don't, mm-hmm. I, I think for that reason alone, AI should be limited until we figure out as a country, what we're going to do with it? Right, but do you think China is going to hold back on artificial intelligence when they intelligence when they know they can use it to their advantage, Joe? Well, you know, again, for affirmative and nefarious purposes, probably not. But it's you know, once you let the cat out of the bag, they have more people that have to be employed than we do. And what what do you do with them? Right, that's a good point. And it also again, you, start, you yeah. know. You start wars mm-hmm. and just put them out and use them as cattle fodder, uh, cannon fodder, I mean? I don't know. 
I mean, more. I, 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 I'm, I'm a sci-fi fan, and you, you know the movie The Terminator. <laughs> I mean, they, that's where it looks like that's where we're going. Where you know, it's man against machine. Machine, of course, created by technology, and technology, obviously, the uh, the, the leading, the forefront of technology today is AI. So it seems like you know, one day, artificial intelligence is going to have an army of of soldiers. You know, you know, destroying the people. And, and what sound what was science fiction 40 years ago, all of a sudden, it seems to be reality these days, Joe. Well, I don't know that they've gotten there, but, you know, the changes have hap- are happening so incredibly fast that I, uh, you know, things they were talking about as being impossible four or five years ago are now yeah. likely. I, yeah, because, you know, growing up, and a lot of people say this because, you know, when, when we heard the word, oh, the year 2000, we figured there's going to be flying cars, we're going to be the Jetsons. Well, obviously that never happened. We're somewhat disappointed. You know, society really hasn't changed that much. But now it's changing. So it's definitely a big, big concern. Now, we have a situation right now, Joe, where someone, you know, is, is using technology, in this case Facebook, as a means of mocking uh, local officials. And w- someone took, you know, a, a well-known businessman, uh, uh, it, uh, you know, t- had some objections to this. One of the memes that were created in this particular Facebook group suggested something that you'd see in a Western with, with Clint Eastwood, dead, wanted dead or alive. Because, you know, one person reached out uh, publicly and said, Anyone who knows who's created this particular Facebook page, if you could tell me who that person is, I will grant you $1,000. Well, somebody reached out just yesterday. He was given the $1,000. But again, there's all types of issues here as far as uh, you know, First Amendment rights, pr- protection of privacy, and all that other stuff, Joe. What say you about something if someone like, is object- ob- you know, his, his objection was that this particular meme, wanted dead or alive, meant as a joke, could incite violence. Do you see it that way, Joe? Well, you know, it doesn't really matter how I see it. It's a matter of how the legal process deals with it. And, you know, I haven't seen the pictures, and I haven't seen it, but you are correct. There are all sorts of free speech issues and, you know, just free commentary. I mean, you know, what you know, it comes down to is it is it so threatening as to not be allowed by free speech? You know, it's yelling fire in a in an auditorium right. used to be the right. analogy we used in law school mm-hmm. that that isn't free speech because it poses an imminent danger to the public. Well, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it, but I would say that it's probably a difficult question especially if they're saying it was meant to be a joke. Right. By the way, we've had political ads, and politicians have been doing this for years now, mm-hmm. and there has been no consequences um, other than some political consequences. So I would envision that it, it's not likely to succeed unless it was very, very, very inflammatory. And I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen it. I don't know. I don't know the background to it, so... Uh, no, I understand. But, but could that be perceived as defamation of character? I mean, that's really difficult to prove, too, Joe. You have to lose a lot of money. <laughs> well, opinions and commentaries and jokes are not can't be defamatory because you're not alleging something to be true. Hmm. 
Well, I mean, but you know, we saw you know with the uh, um, well, now I'm forgetting his name, the 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 kid in Wisconsin, and for that matter, you know, uh, other other people that have uh, over the years, even uh, Dolly Parton sued the the National Enquirer. So it has been successful uh, when people say, "Hey, you defame me and whatnot." Uh, that that's untrue. You know, I, yeah, but drawing pictures and memes and things like that are not. When you defame someone, you have to be maliciously making statements that you know are false. Right. Interesting. It's, I don't think doing a meme, I don't think doing a meme is saying anything. Right. So it's, you're basically saying I mean, you don't know all the facts and whatnot, but you're saying it's it's a tall order and it it might be baseless. Well, defamation cases are hard, and mm-hmm. period, and I don't think that even applies here. But is it is it come to a level of harassment or a threat? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for criminal purposes mm-hmm. or even for civil purposes. Right. I don't. You know. Uh, always try and litigate it. Right, right. Well, and, and that who knows, who knows. Well, Joe, and finally, uh, again, um, with respect, I, I, I talked yesterday. First of all, it's difficult to own a bar or restaurant these days. It's difficult to own anything in, in terms of retail and getting people to help. But on top of all that, the liability of owning a bar or restaurant, I don't know if you've had cases before where, say, for instance, either a barmaid or someone, a representative of a bar, the owners themselves, were held liable or responsible uh, for the harm and or death of someone that, that might have gotten you know, drunk at their establishment. Um, you know, how, you know it's, there's a lot of people, I was stating this yesterday, there's a lot of quiet drunks out there, Joe, that I, I don't know if you, you, know, you remember how many shots or drinks someone had over the course of two, three hours and determine whether or not their body mass and how much they've eaten in the last four hours. You know, it's, it's a tough equation to do. How can one protect themselves as a barmaid or owner when it comes to someone that could drive in, you know, and, and, and you know, get into a bad accident? I mean, the legal standard is actually fairly difficult to prove. You have to show that they were visibly intoxicated, such that the bar owners of the bar knew or should have known that they were intoxicated, and that's not that easy. Um, So uh, how do you protect yourself? Well, you try to educate people about don't drink and drive. Right, right. This day and age shouldn't really happen with, you know, all the Ubers and Lyfts and everything else that are available, but apparently it does, and uh, it's unfortunate. Right. Well, I mean, you know, alcohol makes you stupid. And it get, and it gives you confidence, and and uh, and and a lot of times that's that's the worst time to get behind the wheel because you swear you're really good at it, and uh, unfortunately that's that's not necessarily the case. So, but what you're saying, it's the onus of the person themselves whether or not they've been given too many drinks or not at a particular establishment. The responsibility still lies on their shoulders, Joe. From what you're saying. Well, first of all, the person who gets intoxicated never can have a claim against a bar for them getting drunk. Interesting. That's not the law. There's no, that, they're never allowed to recover. Hmm. They're, they're, the bars get sued because that person went out and injured somebody, or he got himself killed, and his family members can sue on the behalf of the, their legal rights because he got killed. Mm-hmm. But the... Uh, the actual intoxicated person, he has no chance for recovery. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. I did not know this. Uh, and I'm assuming, Joe, you've had base. 
Is there any type of case that you haven't had in your long, illustrious career, Joe? I mean, you've had every basic case out there, either from a dog bite to a car accident to malpractice. Uh, is there anything you haven't seen before that's that's common in your industry, Joe? Uh, I, I never say I haven't seen. I've seen everything, but I, I have handled a lot of cases over the years, Glenn. That is true. Right down to the point where social, you know, uh, you know, someone might be, uh, you know, made fun of on on Facebook or whichever. Like we were talking about defamation earlier. Have you seen modern day cases of social media gone bad, Joe? Oh well. Yeah, I don't take those cases because, A, they're very expensive to pursue, Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure what remedy you're ever going to obtain. Right. Even if you do do have a case. Mm. But yes, people want to sue for bad things being done on social media all the time. Uh, I'm sure it's rampant because, you know, it's happening all the time. And I can see, you know, how, how contentious people, angry people are at each other. So I'm assuming there's a lot of litigation or people that at least want to sue others on behalf of whatever was said uh, between them. It's a, it's a crazy, crazy world, Joe. You and I have been talking for over, I don't know how many years now, at least 14, 15 years, if not longer, Joe. It's gotten more and more complicated. So I'm assuming based on the new world that we have, do you, in fact, have more people inquiring about you know, different things that you never saw before when you first started doing this, Joe? Oh, sure. I mean, the things have changed. Hmm. Things have changed. Product cases are far less common than they were 30 years ago because as lawyers, we've done a good job of trying to make the manufacturers do a better job. Sure. Uh, there are. So now they're... Uh, yeah, yeah, there's bullying cases, there's social media cases, there's, uh, you know, there's all sorts of... Uh, you know, the digital world cases that are out there. Is it better or worse, in your opinion? Well, <laughs> I, I think in the sense of uh, the way the social norms have deteriorated, that it's worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you, Joe. And that's why we talk to Attorney Joe Stanley every Wednesday about things that matter to us. And social media, obviously, is, is, is clearly at the top of the ranks of, of hostility in America and really incites a, a lot of crazy thoughts. Uh, awful. Well, Joe, once again, great call. And when people need to get in contact with you or any one of your associates up here at your Watertown office or in Syracuse, how can one do that, Joe? Sure. StanleyLawOffices.com is our website. My email is joe at StanleyLawOffices.com. The phone number is 1-800-608-3333. Excellent. Have a great uh, Memorial Day weekend, Joe. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. You too, Glenn. Thanks, Joe. Uh, That's attorney Joe Stanley here on the Live at Five show. i got to do a break, and we'll do that right now. We'll be back right after this. Roof looking supporting our veterans. Exactly. Ditto. I'm sorry. I just caught the end of that. Uh, our friends, of course, at Watertown Appliance. Uh, 755-1240 is the number. Also, bear in mind that we are sponsored by our friends at the uh, at Widget Auto Sales, as well as L.A. Quarry, and our new sponsor, uh, the Service Center on the on the uh, north side on uh, West Main Street. That's Roberts Automotive Sales and Service. We appreciate uh, all of them uh, sponsoring uh, arguably the best uh, uh, radio shows here north of the Thruway. Yeah, that includes uh, Rochester and Plattsburgh. Definitely Ogdensburg. And I know we got stations up there, but, you know, just work with me here. Yeah, we're right here. We're right here each and every day, Monday through Friday. We're the Live at Five show. I've got about 13 and a half minutes left in today's program. If you want to chime in, by all means, 
give us a call. So, you know, again, bringing up the issue that we talked about yesterday with our friend Donnie, otherwise known as Henry Hill, uh, about this 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 latest, uh, I guess you could say, I'm wanted <clears throat> uh, uh, excursion. And again, I don't, I don't mean to make light of this, but people have said that I don't have, I'm thin skinned and whatnot. And I, I guess to some degree I am, but um, yeah, I, again, I, 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 I let me just tell you this: there's some nasty things that have been said about me, and, and it continues. And uh, I, it, it's it's clearly much worse than it was when the, before I left here back in 2016. And uh, that was before Trump. That was before COVID. And the world just evolved. And just like I was talking to Joe Stanley, I asked him out, outright, are things better or worse because of this new litigious world that we're in right now? And he said it's worse. Because people, you know, talk about thin skin. The stuff that I, I see written about me, uh, I hear there everywhere, it's just disgusting. It truly is. But there's also a levity side of me, uh, you know, because I, uh, I mock things. I, you know, impersonate people, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just, I, I, I know where, the, I, I, think I, I think I know where to draw the line, but other people don't. So it, it takes the fun out of things. Yeah. Should, should a meme that, you know, looks like something from the Old West say, wanted dead or alive, should that have been put up? In today's world, I would say probably not. Because that's the reaction you're going to get. You're going to get someone that's going to say, I don't like that. And, you know, that's too dangerous. So rules have changed. There's no doubt about it. I was watching, I told you this the other day, I was watching uh, Saturday Night Fever. There's no way in the world Saturday Night Fever could be made again. You know, a bunch of Italian boys in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, talking about the Hispanics. And believe me, they don't call them the Hispanics. And, uh, and, 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 you know, the, the way they, they mocked other people in other neighborhoods in Brooklyn. And, and believe me, they used some vicious words. Now, unless that's a movie with, you know, like, uh, I don't know, Kevin Hart or Martin Lawrence, they can use that terminology. But, you know, hearing it from a bunch of hoodlums living in Bay Ridge, back in the day, it was acceptable. But it's not acceptable now. So that's an example of what, what was acceptable and it's not acceptable now for obvious reasons. So when you mock someone in the in you know uh, either by uh, uh, if you tell something if it's the spoken word, which is you know bad enough in itself, but in this day because of social media, and you put up something that looks like a a, a, a wanted dead or alive poster, that could incite in some people's minds that could incite uh, uh, some type of violence. So we got to be careful. Cease and desist first. Shut the hell up or else, but the world clearly has changed. But at the same time, the creators of that particular Facebook page are relentless. They have not stopped, and they're getting more and more followers. And I talk to people about it. In fact, just prior to being on the air today, I talked to someone about it. And so it's getting out there like a wildfire. And, you know, for better or worse, it's still, in my opinion, entertaining. It's, it's freedom of speech. It's got to be honed back because some people are going to say, hey, you crossed the line. And I think we should clearly, clearly recognize that. But to shut it down completely and to find out who's behind it, no. That's plain wrong. You're on the air. Hey, how are you, Glenn? What's happening? I want to keep this thing going with the, with the Watertown High School, with, their, with the colors of the gown. Yeah. I mean... Uh, is my brother and his daughter 
he ordered a white one and paid for it, and then they sell him a purple one. That's not what he paid for. Right, right. Was that, that your make any sense? Was that your brother who called in yesterday? Just just to clarify, I don't know. Yeah, okay. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, and and you and your niece is upset about this, right? Well, personally, yeah. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> you know, Someone's, the whole family is at, they got the photos on the wall. All the girls are in white. Right. They all graduated from Watertown. She wants a white one. So they, they, yeah, they I get, get the order form. Mm-hmm. They buy the white one. Right. And they get they the get purple, purple one. one. Right. So here, yeah, here's 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 where minority. You, you've heard of minority majority rules. I mean, that's cap. You know, that's democracy. You know, if if two people are running for city well, council, you, but you can't change the rules over five people. I, well, that that's my point because what's happened in the new world, such as what Joe and I were just talking about, the minority rules. So when a small percentage, well, how about how about we have a purple one, yeah. a white one. And we have one that's white and purple for the people that can't decide what they are, and they can have one that's both colors. You and I can agree on that, and a lot of other people certainly listening to this show can agree on that. But you know what? We're outnumbered. The elite are running the world. You don't want to hear that. I agree with you. Smith is now on on the school council, right? Who is? Millie. Oh, not yet. I don't know if she's officially taken over yet. But but she did. It's going to be an uphill battle. It's like a it's it's like Mr. Smith goes yeah, but, to Washington. You, you know, know, it's going to take a long time. Her call. Let's see what she's got to say about this. I bet she'll she'll stir the pot. Yeah, she'll stir the pot for one year before they figure a way to get her out of there because she's only there well, for one probably, year. Probably, but you know, what are you going to do? I mean, I know. Let's try and fix some stuff. Right. You know. Well, don't you think that this particular show actually is an advocate for you know all these? I mean, l- l- let me t- say something. Channel Seven's never going to talk about this. Craig Fox no, is Craig Fox it. is never. If anything, Craig Fox is going to champion this. Channel Seven, you know, never going to see that. Never, obviously. never. And so this little Not one a million years. No, this one one kilowatt radio station. Granted, it's on the internet as well, and it has a lot of help from our friends at News Junkie, and God bless them for that because they they, no, they put that. Them. Yeah. God bless America. Right, right. Well, you make a good point. I I I, I wish. Uh, your brother well, well, and more importantly, my friend, I wish your niece well and all of her classmates. Well, I mean, you know, she's going to have to, like, go to the school and go to the safe place now so she can talk about her feelings because they they don't want the girls to be girls anymore. No, no. Well, I told you that story I mean, about it. if they yeah. want to change the whole color, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But pick one that's not purple or white. Right, right. The purple's for the boys. Right. Why don't they just do black then? No, they they're catering you know to the I mean? to the to the minority rule, and that's what color that's not already gender appropriated. Right. In just, the whole world, just just, just bearing now all the girls have to be boys. No, that's not that. You know that, but they're just wow. they're, they're you know adapt. I mean, the boys wore purple, the girls wore white. Right, I know. I know. And now everybody has to be purple. Well, that's the boy color. Well, someone said today, be a rebel. Wear wear the white underneath, and when you get up on the stage, I you know, get your diploma. I, I loved it. I I couldn't stop clapping my hands when he said that. <laughs> like that. Huh? Banging on the table myself. There you go. Loved it. I started a whole trend here. Oh my goodness gracious. Thank you, my friend. Great call. Thank you. Thanks for the call. Thanks, thanks, thank you, Glenn. You have a good night. Yes, you too. I thought he was gonna say I was a great You're a great American. We're all racist. Hi, you're on the air. Dallas. Hey, Glenn. Hey, what's happening? Nothing. Listen, first time caller, but I had to was gonna call you the other night, didn't get a chance. Yeah. 
you know, you were talking about that movie Saturday Night Fever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, and then all the places that were in and around town uh, that had the uh, discotheques and the dance places and all that type of thing. Yeah. Listen, if you want to get some real low-down stuff as to how uh, some of this stuff was done, mm-hmm. uh, one of your friends, one of your former employees, and one of my best friends of all time, Alan Waltz's father, yeah. did all the wiring and the hookup of all the electronic light, lighted-up dance floor that was at the California Brew House. Wow. He also was a collector of old movies. Mm. He had millions of them mm. that shown on uh, different closed circuit screens and all that type of stuff that would go with the era and the sound of the music that wow. was playing at the time. Wow. I'll tell you, his father was phenomenal at that stuff. And uh, if you want to get some some uh, information, I would definitely get a hold of Al sure. and see if he would come in and talk about how his father uh, created that whole concept of what was going on. He was a genius. He must have been way ahead of his time. He was exactly ahead of his time. I mean, we all grew up in Kelsey, Georgetown, with that uh, yeah that brew house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all it was all Al and uh, Tom Cat's father that did all Tom Cat's dad. Yeah, we also have uh, a caller who listens to us from Alabama. Uh, it's uh, Bruce. Yep. Yeah, his his, uh, his brother. That's like brother. 13. That's that's one of the younger brothers. I knew the whole family. I grew up with them all my life. Yeah, yeah. But uh, get a hold of Alan. He'll give you the the, the lowdown as to how that whole thing uh, came together. It's it's. I most certainly will. I'll 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 I'll, I'll be fascinated because uh, Alan himself is fascinating with his radio career. Oh, Plus, he worked beauty. at Disney. I tell you, yeah. I've known him since I was four years old, and he was a. He's always been a good friend, but that whole situation mm. of how that all came together mm. uh, was unbelievable. Amazing. I will look into it. Well, thanks, my friend. Thank you very much. Doesn't surprise good me. One. Thank you. Uh, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, Glenn, the talking about the schools and the gowns, I mean, you guys can just thank yourselves for inviting it to Watertown. How so? You know, how, how, how so, Henry Hill? Mayor Smith has continued it. All right. Um, this you guys invited them upon yourself, and now you guys are all complaining about it. Should you know, get... we got Millie Smith complaining about it, but yet it's her husband that raises it and invites it in the city. Wait, wait, wait. So, I mean, <laughs> you reap what you sow, and uh, you guys are a bunch of hypocrites because you guys never got rid of it. Donnie. I was basically standing alone Donnie. when I down that flag. Donnie, and Everybody Donnie. on me. Donnie. And now look at all the problems. I know. Donnie, are you, you got a little guilt complex now or what? Well, you sound angry at something. No, no, because here's the whole thing about the... The, the ransom? Listen, yeah, yeah. if anybody, yeah. why isn't Jeff uh, Graham responsible for posting it on his blog? Posting what? He posted the, the reward. Uh, so what? Right? I mean, why it's news. Why would he even post a reward if it's not going to get paid? Well, it's completely different than actually fulfilling the reward like you did. You fulfilled well, it. Well, those people need to be out. It's not okay to be anonymous. It's the- not, oh, Glenn. Doing what they're doing is not okay to be anonymous. They're cowards. And you're trying to protect them, and that makes you a coward, too. I guess so. I'll be a coward in that kind of category. I will, because it's farcical. No one yes, knows I... how to stand by themselves and stand for what's right. Would you okay? have do- There's very few people that actually do. But, Donnie... You, got, you guys always band together to, to feel strong. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Let me ask you a question, Donnie. Would you have followed through if there was no money involved? Uh, I, the only reason why I got involved is because there was money involved. Well, there you go. You just. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Donnie, laugh. Great. Please laugh. If, laugh, because that's laughable. Laugh. 
<laughs> My goodness gracious. You know, someone said that's not good radio to have Donnie on the radio. I said, well, first of all, right now is good radio. You're, be- you're being truthful. You actually admitted that you did it for the money. You didn't do it out of principle. And I think that in itself is good radio. I'm sorry, Donnie. I'm exploiting you. That's good radio, what you just said. Well, you I got a lousy phone line. Offensive. You call me Henry Hill. Henry Hill. Yeah. Oh, jeez, come on. All right, listen, I got to go only because it's the end of the show. You're, you're doing SG now. All right, well, anyway, uh, Watertown turned gay because of the city of Watertown. All right, all right, all right, all right. Just stop, stop. All right, AM 1240 WE10 Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. Jeff Graham on tomorrow noon right here. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz in the Washington Bureau. Oh, what's love got to do? One of Rock's